What's up, dancers and dance lovers? This is Inside Dance with Taylor and Alex. I'm Taylor Bradley. And I'm Alex Yankovic. We host an open conversation about the dance entertainment industry, striving to educate and inspire. Brought to you by Inside Dance Magazine. Find us on social media at Inside Dance Podcast. Or write to us at InsideDancePodcast at gmail.com. Let's Let's take take it from from the the top. Alex, who should start? You or me? We, we probably should have figured that out before we pushed record. Yeah. <laughs> We're just like staring at each other. Yeah, um, it's fine. Let's both start it. At the Welcome same go. Everybody. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite game to play with people. And because they hate it, they, every single person hates it, but it's fun to try and match what they're saying as they say it. We used so. to play this game in China on the bus when we were doing the artifact tour. We would play this game. <laughs> i'm gonna regret nope keep going you have to commit we would play this game of like we would have our headphones in and we'd like look at each other and be like guess what song (laughs) we would like mouth the words but like wouldn't sing it dancers are so weird i know it was so stupid we were trying to pass the time on the on the road i love i wonder if the dancing with the stars touring (laughs) touring bus is playing that game i wonder what jojo c was touring bus right now is playing I'll get back to you on that. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inside Dance. Um, We're your delusional hosts, Taylor and Alex, and we're really excited to have you guys with us. We have an incredible episode. We're joined later by a rock star dancer, just really down-to-earth, cool human. Miley McAfee. She has a lot of great insight on her journey from going to school in New York to then becoming uh, one of the youngest Rockettes to join the line, and quickly thereafter moving to the West West Coast to headline in Katy Perry's play residency here in Las Vegas. So stick around for that because it's just a really great interview and she's a really great person to chat with. So um, before that, Alex, let's, it's all fun and games. It's all fun and games for a <laughs> podcast intro today because um, we're going to play a game. Yes, we love we're games. Play game. That game is going to be give me the weirdest thing in your dance bag right now. Okay, weirdest thing. It's not chapstick. Oh, oh, okay. E6000 spray. Whoa. Yes. Hold it's the phone. E- so instead of E6000 glue for rhinestones, everyone, it's a totally. spray that you can like spray privately <laughs> in your corner and tap your shoe into and it, it's like liquid rosin. Oh my gosh. Are you, yes. This is genius. It's amazing. I was thinking like spray glitter, but that's a way more functional. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I sh- you should tell um, people I love about this. Like get them a shipment because I remember that we used to make like a concoction concoction. <laughs> For the stickiness, because sometimes the rosin wouldn't be enough uh, because it would be so slippery. And so we right. would like um, alcohol, water, raw, raw. It was like a whole concoction. It's like the intro to Powerpuff Girls and they're like sugar, spice, yes. everything so, nice. Yeah. E6000 spray, you guys. Uh, one of the dance studios that I um, do choreography for and I teach at, they ha- sell it in their dance store. And everybody, and it works on socks. It works on shoot, dance shoes. It's amazing. So that's like the weirdest that- thing. Is genius because can we talk about the the 
extreme dilemma that every dancer is in, which is the friction level of your footwear versus the dance floor. Can we get a universal like, hi, this is the slickness grade and here's what it's going to be? Because why is it? I feel like it's either torn MCL or Michelle Kwan figure skating. Go for yeah, the it's, between. it's so serious. I hate slippery floor. I hate it. I like, would rather. Yeah, sticky. I'd rather sticky because I'll, I'll do a single pirouette and like you're in and control and be in control. I can't. The slippery is so bad for your hips because you're like locking it. You're trying to lift. Yeah, you're your gripping. Hips. You're gripping, and it's like it's so. You just do not feel good to like hit a low second. Which am also, I right? <laughs> <laughs> a low second. Am I right? Yeah. That needs to be on a t-shirt. Oh my yes. gosh! Merchandise coming soon. Season four. Um. No, I, I also don't like a slick floors because you can cheat your pirouettes. You can just like wow, uh, yeah. pray and spin and you're just like la 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 and I'm like that's no you're that is ice skating that's which to be fair also I am all over the place with my thought process today but Olympics figure skating yes I I, oh, I haven't watched it yet but it's good. my favorite favorite thing so I usually like watch it all in one sitting so you I will can they are allowed to spin all they want like amazing spinster and i always get impressed because they're like like we're like cool double pirouette like trying to like come up with like a new turn and they're like i'm gonna grab my blade do a reverse scorpion do a full extension while doing a back tuck and i'm like yeah and i won't even step on ice like no. i am so i ice skating is terrifying to me i'm horrible no. at it i'm so bad i'm so i just grip on my toes but yeah anyways. Um, okay. What's the weirdest thing in your dance bag? Yeah. Wow. Whoa, tangent <laughs> city, USA. Weirdest thing in my dance bag. Um, <laughs> so this is kind of funny. Um, the, I think it's funny. Watch. It's not going to be funny at all, but in Vegas, you have to get a series of, um, cards like uh, permits in order to work in nightclubs. So you'll need, uh, or work certain events. Like I if you want to serve food and alcohol, <clears throat> you have to get your uh, food card and your TAM card, which is techniques of alcohol management. Basically it's an online course you have to take, um, in order to, uh, like learn when to cut people off and what food, you know, in the oh, off event that I'm a server that also magically is, uh, storing food at its proper temperatures. Oh it's just an across the, uh, across the board. Everyone in the industry has to have one. Um, but it's to ensure like food, food handling safety, that you don't get mm -hmm. people sick, yada, 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 that you store eggs in the bottom, not on the top, because if the egg breaks in the fridge and then it crumbs all the way down, fun things like that. Horrible. But you also had to, there was a, a nightclub that I was working at for a little bit that was still zoned as a strip club, <laughs> as like an adult uh, exotic dance uh, uh, venue, but it wasn't a strip club. It had turned it to a bar, but they saw the zoning. But so I, oh. if, if you're going to work in adult entertainment, you have to get another card called a sheriff's card, which you go through like the police station and they do like a background check on you and basically check your record. And then they print out this little card, but um, they, everyone calls it the strip club card. <gasps> so yeah, I've got my food, my alcohol and my strip club card. This <laughs> is wild. Oh my back. gosh. And I feel like that's just, that's just, you know, Vegas things. Yes. Silly I, Vegas. I also keep like a ton of chapstick and chapstick. I have two booty bands. Um, Work. Like for resistance training. And I always keep a pair of socks in there. 
I was about to say to to converse the stripper card. I also have a good luck charm for my grandma, uh, which is a, a Saint Jude charm um, that I've had with me for all my auditions. So That's yeah, it's so right up there in the front with, <laughs> with, with with the exotic dancer card. But, yes, um, I'm trying to think what else is in my bag. That's like weird. I always have breath mints and uh, gum because you know partnering. Um, oh my god, yeah, you gotta have you gotta have that. On I think I have. Hands. I'm. I'm bad. We've talked about this, how you're so like on it and organized and everything's color coded. I think I have like resumes in my backpack from like 2009. So I should probably update that. But, um, oh, safety pins. That is my thing. I will oh, always, smart. always have safety pins. And you know what I do? I take a big safety pin. This is really thrilling content for our intro today. I take a big safety pin and I thread through a bunch of other ones. So it looks like a little like uh, it's it's like art, and then I put That's it on the outside of my bag. Really, and because I I'm the king of either ripping pants or things being too big or whatever. You'll um, always need a safety pin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Better, better safety pin than sorry. All yes. Right, well, oh, I also have a I also have a locker lock, like a uh, smart, like a key. Why can't I talk? The words are lock and key. Lock and key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For whatever you're, I don't know if you are ending up at a studio or even at the gym, you put yourself in a locker, always lock it up. So I have like a little mini have, one. Have you ever had any like audition theft issues? Like anything? I just know stories no. of people working again here in Vegas, working in casinos. It's like, you'll be have gigs and you'll have a green room. And like, I've heard so many horror stories of people walking out with laptops and purses and <gasps> keys. And cause you never know. I mean, there's a lot of employees that have access to the entire basically casino ground. And so oh that's God, why I'm like, yay, laptop. safety, lock and key. Proud of you for that. Absolutely. I love that. Well, we all have funky stuff um, in our bags. So you guys share. I, know, I wish I had weirder things and we're definitely going to incorporate this in future interviews because I feel like that's a good, like, that's a good icebreaker. Yes. So, well, anyway. should we get into our amazing interview with Miley today? Let's do it. Stick around guys. Miley coming just around the corner. We are sitting here with the incredible, the amazing, the stunning Miley McAfee. Miley, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> you know, we're doing doing really good. It's like always so, uh, the beginning of the year is always wild. And I know it's been really, really wild for you. But I'm so excited that you and Taylor are finally meeting because Yay, we, we new are friends. all new friends. We're all jazz, jazz arenas, honestly. Like, yes. Literally. Where are you joining us from? Are you uh, zooming in? I am zooming in from Los Angeles. Beautiful. Amazing. And that is uh, home. I mean, we're going to get into like where you're from, from, but how long have you lived in LA? So I moved to LA mid pandemic. Great. That's a perfect time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. Not spooky at all, Um, (laughs) but yeah, I was living in New York and then I just, I had this feeling that I wanted to move to LA. So packed up my bags, moved in with an auntie and found an apartment building with the dance studio in it. Okay, let's go. So, 
Wait, yes, I always see your videos, your videos recording in there. I actually didn't know you lived in Silver Lake. And for some reason, I kept thinking you lived by Sean because when I went over to his apartment, yes. we, bring up, we bring up Sean Viator every single Sean podcast. Viator is the unofficial He's, sponsor of our podcast. A Literally a link. But I remember I was like walking to his apartment and then you were coming down the hill. And I was like, my lane. Oh, I think yes. you're like heading into class or so, or heading away from class or something. But so I always in my mind think you live there, but like you live super close to where I live right now, even though I'm moving yes, yeah. um, next week. <laughs> I have to say yeah. before we like really dive into the history, you have like such a like I have a thing for alliterative names. Uh, if if your name starts with the same letter first and last, I'm like, oh, that's fierce. That's bookable. Like hire that <laughs> person is. just it based really off <laughs> the top of their their resume. So we love um, alliteration. We love alliteration. Yes. So good job on um, on picking that one. But <laughs> awesome. So we want our listeners to really get to know you from the beginning. So let's take it from the top. From the kind top. Our unofficial saying right now. Um, but where are you from, and how did you get into dance? Gosh. Okay. Well, um, where I'm from, I've actually been thinking about that question a lot. It should be like flat out answer, right? Um, in like the very literal sense, I was born in Hawaii, grew up in Arizona, went to university in New York and now live in Los Angeles. But, um, none of those places really like felt like home, home in a sense. LA is feeling more like home by the day. But I'm doing a lot of exploring as a Pacific Islander in the dance community. And I think I'm going to start claiming just like the ocean as home. Yes. I'm from the Moana, you know? <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love Work that in progress, too. but. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's amazing. I actually just got back from Hawaii a few days ago. So um, I, I'm love that. And I love that answer. And I wish I could relate in the sense of other than just being a boy from, you know, uh, <laughs> small town, Georgia, but wanted to say that what you said is really relatable about like things, not feeling like home. I feel like I had a home for like 20 years, but then once, you know, my family started moving around and I was in college with Taylor at Ariz in Arizona in Tucson, then that started to feel like home. But then when I was in Vegas, like that never really, it felt like home for a little bit. And then I, like I, it always is ever shifting. And I feel like as dancers, cause we go where the job takes us, we can really relate to that. So I love, sorry. I just love that you brought that up back to Taylor. Sorry. <laughs> no, I just wanted to ask. Um, so, so what then inspired you um, to start dancing? How was that process? Well, as a little kid in Hawaii, my parents signed me up for hula classes. There's like a newspaper clipping of me being like three years old in a little skirt um and that was my first introduction to like structured dance class and my dad is straight from the islands so even in hawaii he just wanted to experience like true america right <laughs> which landed us in arizona desert <laughs> um and as you can imagine there aren't a lot of hula classes in arizona like we found our way my dad and his friend kind of ran like or my dad's friend ran an entertainment company. And so me and my dad would dance and my dad would sing and play drums and do the whole thing. He's really like my performance. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, my idol, my role model. Role model. Totally. Right? Yeah. Role model. Yeah. My dad is my performance. Inspiration. Role model in that sense. <laughs> Inspiration. There it is. <laughs> um, and so I was like, still doing hula and performing a little bit at like 
10, 11, and then the newspaper clippings strike again. <laughs> my mom found an ad for a ballet jazz studio. And I took my first jazz class when I was, yeah, around age. And the path just kind of diverted away from, you know, Polynesian dance into ballet jazz world. And that's what brought me to New York. And now I'm turning around in LA and trying to find the hula roots again. <laughs> Yeah, I've never heard that kind of story before, honestly. Like, that's so, that's so amazing. And who knew, like, a hula class would just, like, take you to, like, such, such big heights. It's amazing. I'm curious, just uh, out of curiosity, how does, like, the structure of, like, a hula class work? And how does it compare to, like, uh, more traditional, like, jazz, ballet? Um, Is it the same, like, layout, doing choreographies and more, like, freestyle improv? Gosh, um, I mean, it's been so long, right? <laughs> but I think generally the structure is the same. Yeah, like warm up, um, drilling, which is when we would do like an across the floor progressions type thing, right? And then, yeah, always some sort of choreography. But That's awesome. I, I think with hula, the like historical context of what you're dancing is very, very present. Right. And mm. in ballet jazz world I didn't really study the context until I got to college mm-hmm. when I was like oh, okay this is academia so let's dive in totally yeah. well let's dive into that transition so uh where where did you go to school um and what was your decision or journey um in in choosing dance and college going that route rather than just moving straight to a city sure um well my intention at 16 was to move straight to LA um, but that same summer, I went to NYCDA Nationals, you know the one, and I got a college scholarship to go to Pace University. Um, so that kind of turned my head. I started thinking about it, and I was like, well, you know, I don't really have a reason to try New York, but college would be a safe way to sort of explore the city, get to know it, and then ride after I can move to Los Angeles. Um, and then, Yeah. Next thing I knew, I was moving into the dorms and... How long were you at Pace for? Was it three or four years? Full four years. Full four years. Do you feel... I always find it interesting because I feel like for dancers trying to... Like, let's say they get their degree or a scholarship comes in their way. So it's like, okay, I should do this. Take advantage of this opportunity. Did you like being in the city and being able to kind of dip your toe into the New York dance... uh, sort of environment whereas with us being in Arizona it was kind of like we were totally removed from being in the big city so you only only time you got to experience things in like Chicago or LA or New York or or Vegas was you know during your summertime but it was like nice for me because I needed I growing up in Southern California I was like okay it's nice to be sort of isolated so what was that experience like for you because I always am a little jealous of people who (laughs) were able to go to college in these cities and experience life as well as get their degree totally um I think that yeah living in New York truly was my biggest takeaway from my college experience um I feel so confident now like stepping back into the city, knowing exactly where I want to be, where I need to go. Um, Yeah, the lifestyle was totally like vital to my college experience. The curriculum, mm, not so much. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Well, what a, that's such a silver lining of, um, you know, maybe 
being in a city like that, I kind of agree with Alex that um, I, I'm grateful that we were like in our bubble and there wasn't many other distractions. Cause I know like me, I was like, do I even want to go to college? Or like, there's so many jobs right. out there. Like, uh, and I'm very like ADD in that mindset of like, I feel like it's as, as incredible as it is to be in a big city and be surrounded by so much opportunity and so many working dancers. I feel like it would have pulled me in so many different directions. Um, but how beautiful that even if it's, it's one of those things that it, you did have different opportunities and you did it maybe if, if you didn't gel with a certain um, faculty or certain professor that you had a plethora of other places to train Gosh, and, true. and take from, mm. um, but still kind of having that like backbone of a course and a degree. So um, yeah. I think yeah. that's, that's so funny. I just brought that up with a friend of mine who was like, what are like, what would you do over about dance and um, or your dance education? And I was like, you know, I think it would be, I'm curious to know the difference if I were in like a bigger city, but anyways, that's another topic for another day. So, um, (laughs) so what was, um, your ultimate decision to shop school or, or how did that go? Um, I kind of played with the idea of leaving school quite a lot while I was in it. Um, it's so funny. You guys are pulling out all of this, like deep seated information (laughs) from me. I never talked about that. That's what we're here for. (laughs) That and jazz squares, the the two, you know, (laughs) (laughs) And as far as I'm all about yes. turn pod rings yes. across the floor. All you need is you a know, pivot. So and yeah, I, <laughs> we need bot moths, you guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, I did want to leave school quite a lot. Um, after my first semester, I definitely wanted to drop out. Um, and my mom is the one who said, you know what? My mom works in like college, university, whatever. Okay. And she told me, she was like, you know what? You've already taken the loans out for this year. And she's like, and one semester's worth of credits will not transfer easily. So why don't you just finish out the first year and then we can go from there? I actually toyed with the idea of moving back to Arizona and going to U of A and just seeing what would happen. Oh my but God. The pace, the pace programming is like so specific. It, it was kind of like I had to go all or nothing. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment between my junior and senior year where I sat down with my professors and I was like, y'all, listen, I am working at a restaurant. I'm working at a gym and, and I'm walking dogs. I can't afford to stay in New York. As much as I love New York, I was like, I can't afford to stay here. What am I going to do? So I had a professor give me a little push and she told me that I would be excused from my dance history midterm if I showed up to the Radio City Rockets audition, which was the <gasps> same day. And I was like, okay, Rocket audition or take my dance history midterm. Obviously, <laughs> I'm going to go to the audition. Absolutely. <laughs> and I auditioned, made it to the end, surprised myself um, because I'm so not a strong tapper, something I still, you know, am working on. Um, went back for callbacks and I got an invite from the end of that audition to go to their summer intensive and midsummer I landed the job on stage at RSI and I was like okay you are now a Radio City Rocket but you are also a senior at Pace University figure out your credits now (laughs) whoa so I had this like professional transition before I had fully finished my college transition um but luckily there was a student the year ahead of me who had done the same thing 
Kathleen Monterey, I know you're out there somewhere, <laughs> but she was the first to finish her senior year while also working at Radio City. And I was like, okay, Kathleen has done it. We can do it. It's going to be okay. And it was, um, surely it was. Like, my senior year was the best of all four. <laughs> I didn't realize that it was, it overlapped like that. I thought you had just booked it right after, right after leaving. So congrats to you. That is literally That's everybody's like, dream. Everyone's I, dream. I remember like being a senior in college and be like, I'm not booking a job right now. And like, I ended up booking it like two months after graduation. So it was fine, but I really wanted that transition. So you're so lucky that not even lucky. Cause I know how hard of a worker you are, but that <laughs> well is deserved. well-deserved, exactly. um, well-deserved transition. But what were some of the challenges then trying to yeah, let's talk about that and then being full, like a full-time employee uh, dancing all day. And I can't fathom class. that. Yeah. <sighs> Well, I actually had transferred in a lot of credits to begin with because in high school, I just, I had that same itch that I didn't want to be in school. I wanted to be like out in the world. Right. So I actually finished my high school degree online. I finished high school in three years. So I had one like gap year where I went to community college. So that helped me a lot in the end because I had so much space to play. Um, senior year when I physically could not take any of the classes that I needed to. Right. Um, I think I took something weird, like uh, maybe positive psychology. I took that senior Wait, year. And what is positive like a, psychology? Yeah. I, I, a fantastic class. Wait, uh, that sounds that's like what I want to take. I, that's yeah. what I need to take. I took, um, that was a hard one to get into. Yeah. I took AP psych in high school, but which I loved. Mm. It was great, but positive psychology. So is it only when they say positive, do they mean like the good things about it? It's like finding happiness and how you like maintain that sort of. That's wild to me. Oh my God. I like yeah. need that class ASAP. That sounds Absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, I got to take a lot of electives my, well, it was only the fall semester, right? Because Radio City is seasonal. So fall semester, I took a lot of like fluffy electives so I could focus on my numbers and depths, like, and being on stage every night. Um, But spring semester, which is, you know, like race to the finish line. Yeah. I... I don't remember taking any of those classes, to be honest, y'all. It was such a blur. I was already, like, yeah, like we're saying, like, you have such an itch your senior year. Like, you're almost there. You want to be out so badly. And then I got out, which was amazing, but I had to jump right back into it, which was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think academically I was pretty checked out. But I, okay, jumping back to what's home, what feels like home. I learned the most from Radio City that like your home is based on the people you're surrounded with, right? Like you could be anywhere in the whole world, but your community is going to make you feel like home. And the women that I worked with at Radio City, that was home for sure. Like, and we went through so much together, right? The literal holidays together. That's your family. That's your home. So I felt like I had a strong backing with those women. And then I went back and I saw my classmates and as long as we have each other, you know, yeah. the final's going to be like, we have each other. And now out of school, I am entering so many of these Pace graduates, like yeah. at every level. Just this weekend, I did a music video and our intimacy coordinator 
was a BFA actor at Pace. She was like, I recognize you from the Performing Arts Building. Yes! And we had the best weekends. Like, it was so fun and so, like, just click so easily with those people. I'm sure yeah. y'all feel the same way with other. Oh, yeah. I feel like we always or run do. Oh, no, for sure. We, yeah, like, absolutely. always run into, like, so much, <laughs> so much alumni. And, like, uh, it's crazy because the network is I'll meet people who graduated like 10 years ago. Well, shoot. How long did we graduate? Yeah. Like, yikes. <laughs> but, uh, five or five years ago, six years ago, but, um, we'll meet people like who have graduated 20 years ago and it's so nice connecting with them. And we all, you know, know the same people and it makes me, I mm-hmm. get, I like start smiling so big and it's, we're really lucky. I think it's really important for all of us to continue talking about our dance community Totally. Keeping the community strong and your circles strong, because just as you said, like your home is where that community is. And it's just really important that we keep that strong because then you don't have anything. And the da- like the dance community in general need- has so much work to do. And the only mm. way we can do that is if we're all on the same page and yeah, sorry, getting so off topic, but no, but it's yeah. true. No, and and, that and is I the think, topic though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <clears throat> the, building that community and, and building that, uh, whether it be from college, school, education, from gigs, whether they be seasonal, whether they be long-term, uh, continuing to uh, not only solidify those relationships that you have, but also be an invitation to those uh, to to keep it, a you know, to keep audition rooms, to keep rehearsal processes, to keep it a more um, loving place of community rather than <clears throat> rather than the cliche cutthroat like showgirls mm-hmm. marbles down the stairs yeah. type situation yeah because then exactly. it, it turns into this like people uh choreographers or people in charge will get this like god complex totally and where they think they can do whatever they want and uh, us as dancers won't speak up you know, because we're like, well, this is just how it always is. So the more like we talk about it and like really put value, capital V value Mm -hmm. into our community, like the better, the better everything is, especially for someone like you, who's done so many uh, different jobs, especially with ones that like require a lot of people on board. Right. Like, so it's definitely, definitely. it's, it's a big deal. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about moving uh, mid pandemic and then um, just kind of how that was for you. And I you know you mentioned it a little bit earlier. Diving into a new community a on new another community. coast yeah. in the, in, at the time that is the most like, don't be around people. <laughs> don't right. community-fy? Yeah. Gather, I guess that works. <laughs> gather, gather yeah. Um Yeah, well, uh, gosh, where does that take me? So we... Mark funny. I had just finished my second Christmas with Ruby. I was so, di- you know what? Actually, like my heart settled on I'm going to move to LA because of the Normani motivation music video. Really? <laughs> I Let's go. Watch. I watched that music video in the dressing room at Radio City, and I leaned over and I showed my friend, and I was like, "This is what I want to do. That I want to do. Not that I wasn't happy, you know, doing my thing, but." You know, it's so like there are nine months out of the year. How can I, how can I come into alignment with what my, my head and my body is like telling me that I want to do. Right. And something about Normani just like lit this fire inside me. And I was like, I am moving to Los Angeles. I'm going to do it. And I got all ballsy and I was like, I'm moving in January. Like <laughs> we're going to close the show. I'm moving in January. 
started actually looking in January and I was like, uh, okay, I'll move when my lease is up in July. <laughs> yeah. Obviously that crosses into, you know, <laughs> um, lockdown, lockdown. The big elephant and in the room. <laughs> right. In March, seriously. So I moved back to Arizona. Okay. In the meantime, because New York was like apocalyptic. It was yeah. so scary mm. to just be there. I know a couple of people stayed, but I think just flew home to like live with our parents and my lease ended in the middle of all of that. So I had to fly back to New York. I think I took like five tests before I even got on the plane. I was so scared. Yeah. Oh, rightfully so. It was a scary time. And I went there, I packed all my things up, like shipped it back to myself, donated it all and moved back to Arizona again. And I was like, okay, here I am like baseless. Like I'm no longer a New York based dancer. LA is you know, seven hours away, but I don't have a car. I don't even remember how to drive because I've been in New York. <laughs> yeah. So well, I took a month or two to give myself a yeah, driving lessons for real. again. I bought a car from Carvana. Hey, yes! no vending <gasps> machine though. They just oh, okay. my house. <laughs> I was like, tell me I about the vending, I got the vending machine experience, but. <laughs> Oh my God. like they have a little token no <laughs> bought my car and i had an auntie who was living in in chino and my it was my dad's sister and she's like just come hang out with us like she knew that i was dying to get out of arizona like i i couldn't stand it she's like just come live with me like it's fine she has two little girls i was like okay cool i'll be the living babysitter and I drove on September 1st to go live with her. Um, and I kind of had an idea of like who I wanted to room with. You know, oh my gosh, she's the best. <laughs> um, but we were like, there's no rush. You know, there's nothing on in Los Angeles. Like we're not missing anything. This is also right when all of the studios were like really, really strong. And we're like, okay, we don't even have to move to NoHo anymore. Like we just have to get to LA in general. Like somewhere in the mix and yeah within two weeks of me living in chino we found this apartment building with the dance studio which is priceless mid-pandemic when edge was gone ml was gone all the other like so why am i rambling girl no you're not i love it i love it it's so (laughs) so good (laughs) i just made it work i drove out from chino and i facetimed my roommate you know, there were two units that we were looking at and we found the perfect one and we put in our application. like, all right, oh, October 1st, move in. And yeah, it was just the two of us, obviously. Uh, we didn't talk to anyone. We both had signed up for a Zoom like dance program, which was good, you know, like yeah. to put our dance studio to good use. Um, did you already have your agent yeah. and- in New York? I did. I did. Okay. Have, um, okay. So that was an easy, easy transition then. Yeah. Switch. Luckily. Okay, cool. cool. And, and were they supportive of that? Like I've, I've, I haven't spoken with anybody. Right. Um, I know some dancers that kind of are bi-coastal, but um, I'm curious to know um, what the support is like or whether they're like, ah, oh, maybe not. Cause obviously they want to keep you representing you. And I know that te- I mean, te- technically they still are, even though you're like mm-hmm. switching coasts and agents, but what was that process for you? Yeah. Um, it was very simple for me Good. because I made it so clear from the time that I signed. I think mm. I was a junior in college, but I it out. I was like, 
just so you know, I will be moving to Los Angeles at some point and I need to have that flexibility. Totally. So I so set the expectation sweet. right off the bat. Good yeah. for you. And that's the best advice course, anyone could, t- could take. Like that's huge. Lay it out on the table. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like just be honest. Just be honest. Totally. Um, and then, yeah, the mid pandemic move was like, just do what makes you happy. Cause there was nothing holding us down in New York and, nothing really in LA. I will say I, my New York agents helped me set up a Zoom with the LA agents. Amazing. When I moved in October, just so we could kind of like interact, get to her again, set that same expectation. Like here are the types of jobs that I am interested in. The ones that I'm not interested in. These are the people that I've seen on your roster that I mm-hmm. want to work with. Um, yeah. Did my research. Took some sneaky lockdown classes, you know, like <laughs> and stuff. But I didn't really start working until summer time. Yeah. Which was great. Yeah. To take that time, just like figure out the freeways, the dance studios, parking. Figure out the it freeways. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, that seriously. is seriously amazing. And like, I love. I love watching you dance. Like you are my like dance crush. Everything you do, I'm like, Alex, like lock it in, lock it in. So good. But um, we definitely want to talk about your most recent huge job uh, that you booked, which anytime anyone books a job, it's like really a huge time to celebrate because it's just, I don't think real, real people, (laughs) non-dancers understand the intensity that it takes to be you know one Mm. of hundreds to be selected so like a huge congratulations to you so let's talk a little bit about your um recent job with Katy perry's play resident show in las vegas yes um where should i start i don't know you can start about how you felt like when you got the uh when you got the call or the email that said like it's yours oh man uh, well, uh, I I love this job so much. It's like I can feel my body is like tingling. Like I feel warm and blushing. Like it makes yes. me so happy. But I got the job. When did I get the call? Oh my god! Of course, I was actually in New York. Um, <laughs> were you doing tone? Oh, no, let me back up a little bit. That was when I no let. Me, <laughs> Let me back up one sec. Um, because because this is this is how all the pieces really came together for me, which I think is like I was just reflecting on this last week when I was telling the story to a new friend. That actually makes sense. Um, so I started working in LA in the summer, right? And also in the summer is the season for the Rockets audition, if you didn't know. Uh-huh. The audition is late April and August. So coming out of, you know, the thick of the pandemic, I was preparing to audition for the Rockets again. And it was about a week before my audition appointment. And I just got feeling, I was like, I don't think I'm ready to go back to New York. Like I've lived in LA, but now I'm starting to work in LA and I'm loving it. I was like, I think I just need like one more year before I, you know, get back to the so that was a really hard decision because it, it was letting go of like, you know, a huge portion of my professional experience. But 
I was like, let me just trust that whatever happens next, it's going to be for me, you know, like line up with who I am now. So after I decided to let go of Radio City, I got called to work in New York twice, back to back. I was like, didn't I just say I didn't want to go to New York? And now you are calling me. It felt like a good experience. Yes. Both felt really good because I'm more about an artist. And then for the Tonys, of course, like it's theater, Broadway, like the whole thing. Yeah. It was so fun. And while I was in rehearsal before the VMAs is when I got a call from my agent that I had booked Katy Perry. So I was like on a rooftop in Chelsea like there was a bubblegum monster in the studio and I'm on the phone crying like oh my gosh I'm so excited like just bawling but on the first day of rehearsal um led by square division they're phenomenal I can't get enough of them I'm so so happy to have met them um they sat us down and they were like okay so like Katie is a pop artist I was like, duh, check. And like, <laughs> but this show is going to be a little more theatrical and narrative driven. And I was like, okay. Pop artist, theater. And now Katie's, Katy Perry's play is like this beautiful, perfect, like dreamy combination of both those things. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it just all it all fits together. I love it so much. Yes. And you rehearsed in LA before you guys had to set yes. stage set it in Vegas. So how were rehearsals? Yes. Were you, were you dead? Were, did you have a couple <laughs> days off in between there? <laughs> rehearsals were so intense, um, but in a great way. We did six days a week. I can't remember how many hours, but basically we would learn a whole number a day. Okay. Wow. Like, okay. Today, what was the first number that we learned? I think it was Teenage Dream was first. <laughs> I know. I love that song. <laughs> um, but yeah, we learned a whole dance a day. And then we were like joined by Katie after I think a week. And then every day was just like, okay, here we are learning another dance. And now we're going to do a full show run at the end of the day. So if Katie knew one number, then it was like, okay, we run the one number this many times. After she learned this many, then we just like stacked it on and we were doing wow. full shows all the time. But wow. we needed to, you know? Yeah. It was, it was very intense. But everyone was like so happy to do it that yeah. it was, you know, nothing felt like tense or too strenuous obviously the bodies were aching but everyone was like so invested in the project and so happy to be there not just dancers like the whole building right everyone's all cheering for each other so did you i i know this was relatively new into your adventure to la did you know anyone else in the cast prior to um getting the confirmation that you'd be doing it or was it all new faces that you met throughout the rehearsal process yes um i knew one girl kylie james bless her um kylie actually went to school in new york too and we had a lot of mutual friends but we hadn't met each other until we were both in los angeles i met kylie doing those sneaky lockdown classes i was talking about um (laughs) so i had my one my one like good solid friend but everyone else was new yeah generally new a lot of people that i didn't know um but our audition process too which took place in vegas at the Vegas Millennium, uh-huh. 
um, we all sort of, by the time we got pared down, there was a female identifying, a male identifying, and then like a callback day. By the time we pared down to those last like 40 people, I feel like everyone knew each other because we had been through so much. (laughs) We were all like practicing in the, um, in that back room of like over and over again. And wait, you have to, um, you have to shout out nonstop. Chloe, because I know Chloe ended up booking it, but I, I was the one who found Chloe when they were they had called her name, and she, she thought she got she thought she got cut, and I went and I found her and I was like, "Is there a Chloe in here?" And she was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "They're calling your name." Oh Community, gosh. this is why it pays that to be a good person, y'all. For real, I was See? like, "Be be a nice person." I was like. Like nobody else was going to like get her, and I was like, I'm oh. gonna go get this girl because that's horrible to like think you like aren't supposed to be there anymore, and you are supposed to be yes. there. <laughs> and getting to know Chloe too has been like so lovely. But yeah, nobody will ever forget that moment. Alex, I can't believe you were the one that found her. Oh yeah, yeah, you have God. to tell her. She probably doesn't remember me, but because uh, <laughs> no, I don't know her personally, I, I, only, I only met her like at that audition. But oh my gosh, that's and I wow. was in the group that was going into the room. That yeah, oh, okay, it. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us oh now. I know. Oh my gosh. Well, okay, so you get to opening night. How was? I mean, I, I know there's like dress rehearsals and stuff, but so maybe mm-hmm. comparing your open dress rehearsal to the opening night with like not family and friends, like opening night to strangers, like what, oh. uh, what did that feel like? Cause it must've been just <laughs> insane, especially coming out of a pandemic is the, is, you know, a big thing in itself, but also just being on stage, you know, it's amazing. Totally. Well, our invited dress, my dad and my brother came, which was really nice and um, I, I want to say because we were doing full shell runs like all the time, I can't say that it was quite like muscle memory, but you had sort of like an expectation of what the show is going to feel like, right? Because mm-hmm. you're going through each and every act, like nailing your quick changes finally. But at the end of the day, we were looking out at an empty house. So family and friends was like really fun. Of course, like it was super fun. We were still trying to like get those, you know, first audience nerves out. Yeah. But the very next day was our like official, like opening, opening show. And I have never experienced a crowd like that before. Like it, they were just roaring, like literally roaring. And so many people were dressed up as Katie. I guess I just like didn't remember that that's what Katie's fans are like. Katie's got some crazy fans. The kitty cats out there. Shout out Katie cats. I am so inspired by them. Like (laughs) truly. Um, But to see people in their costumes and, you know, like we, we've all performed in a theater before, like whether it's college or radio city, like whatever people have seen theaters. Normally, you know, um, the audience is like sitting in their balcony seat. Every single person in the house was on their feet jumping screaming singing wow. with her like looking at us even the dancers like just everyone was so attentive and so invested like there wasn't one person sitting down or relaxing like everyone the energy exchange between stage and audience was unbelievable 
And just when I, and we were like, opening night, that was crazy. Then we got to show two and it was the same thing. And show three and show six was like the best audience ever. Like it just kept building. Like That's so special. It was, it was wild. Like it was so wild. And it it was so inspiring for us to like receive that. And it just made you want to like scream with your body and give it back to them, you know? Yeah, especially when you've like worked so hard for months and then like yeah. they get to share it. And yeah, there's yeah. something about I, I I don't know how you guys feel, obviously, dancing on stage with any major artist and having that camaraderie with the fans. But like live music, like a live band when it's mm-hmm. like uh, in that like pop rock genre i don't know it's like that's always when i get my first chills is when you go from like a track to like actual live music and you're like oh yeah this is exciting like so i can only imagine and resorts world's a brand new venue as well so i think you guys are one of the first people in that theater too which is yeah yeah pretty amazing pretty crazy but um wow well i definitely my it's on my list to come to come see you to come see the show at some point because i've heard nothing but rave reviews so so i'm hoping Hope it, if you're out there and you have any connection with Katy Perry tickets, listener, please yeah. hook it up now. Um, no, I'm sure I'll make it happen. But um, well, that's incredible. I I, I do want to ask, um, you know, I, I know you said we've kind of like uh, delved into a lot of like deeper things and attachments um, to yourself and where you feel at home and um, your relationship to dance. What is one thing, one piece of advice that you would give to 15 year old you or any young dancer out there that's like, I know I want to dance. I know. Um, I know this is my passion, my career. What's one piece of advice that you would just relay um, now that you're older and successful and having this experience in this resume? Mm-hmm. Hey, wow. You are really lining me up, Taylor. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, I was just reading something yesterday on the beach, which, oh my gosh, that's the best part about living here, right? I know. <laughs> the beach in February. Was <laughs> um, but... I guess kind of what I was reading, this author was talking about, um, like when you let outside forces define you um, for so long, you start to believe those things that they say, right? Hello, paraphrasing. But yeah, when you when you let people tell you who you are, you start to believe it. So I think 15-year-old Miley believed a lot of things about herself that were not true. And I wish I could tell her that like tuning into that gut feeling will always like lead you to the people and places and things and communities Mm -hmm. that will make you most happy. And when you're happy, like you can create better, do better, feel better. Um, But yeah, just to like listen to your gut. It sounds cliche, but for real, like, in this industry as well, yeah. where you're always having to fit a mold and fit a casting and fit yeah. a costume size, I think it's very easy to blur those lines. And so yeah. authenticity and auth- being authentic to yourself and unafraid, unapologetic of of that is, is something that's hard to do because we train so hard to be able to step into an ensemble or to... Um, uh, to follow the footsteps or, or the groundwork that other dancers have, have laid and, and, and you kind of lose your identity sometimes in that. So I, I think that's a a great piece of advice for anyone. Dancer, non-dancer is just, um, trusting your gut and trusting your authentic self. Mm. Cause we don't get told that enough. Yeah. 
I also, now that you bring this up, I would also like to say, um, well, you know, in my experience, being a Pacific Islander and a jazz-based dancer was very, very hard for me because mm-hmm. I didn't see other dancers like me. Right. You know? Um, but, and I think that's what made me sort of like hide behind the definitions that just like get stacked on top of you, right? But more advice would be to just like, when you throw yourself out there, like your true self out there, you will attract the right people, you know? Um, recently, I started throwing myself out there and I found the most amazing community of Pacific Islanders, um, mostly based in Long Beach, but yes. they're all just like artist types, like freaking film and radio and theater. Like, so I guess what I'm trying to say is like, when you put yourself, yourself, your true self out, that the right people will find you. Mm-hmm. And also because you said this, Taylor, I think that being a part of an ensemble is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Like mm-hmm. that is so to me, so much more special to be a part of an ensemble than to be a soloist mm-hmm. because Absolutely. This community you can only feel yourself yeah. so much, but that's the community in action is like how you cooperate, how you match your opposite, how yes! you just make things work. Yeah. That's always that's gonna take us further than you know, that like starvation for stardom. Ooh, totally. I love, I love that. It's yeah, so true. That's our, that's our episode title right there. Yes. <laughs> no, oh my well, gosh. We love I'm, you so much, Marley. This is like oh, your energy is amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I appreciate I'm, you so much. I I feel like we this was like perfectly well written in this like um formula that encapsulates both the importance of community, the importance of ensemble, but also trusting your gut, being a soloist, knowing where uh, where your heart takes you, where your passion takes you, trusting both and realizing the value in both. So um, I can't thank you enough for, we can't thank you enough for your time today. Um, and I'm so, so excited for this next chapter. I know you're just tipping the iceberg of your West Coast journey, but um, what's the best way to stay up to date with you? Is with Sorry, my dog's howling at the ambulance. He's a singer. <laughs> the cutest. Well, what's best for you and your listeners? Well, you and our listeners. Well, now they're your listeners. Yes, right. <laughs> um, well, for now, <laughs> for now, I'm on Instagram at Miley, two underscores on the side, underscore M-A-I-L-E, another underscore. Um, but I think, you know, there will be more to come. Maybe a website. Yes. Maybe a YouTube channel. No, nah, that sounds lame. You can no, you have to. <laughs> I will literally be your number one subscriber. <laughs> I just like in meeting so many Islanders, especially who work in film, I feel so inspired to actually create, yeah. which I have never felt this desire, but I'm hoping to, you know, start um, creating my own work and just seeing what happens from there. But definitely Instagram for now. Yeah. That's the same place. And, we'll have- um, Wait, sorry. I want to know the title of the book that you were reading because <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh, like, order that. Oh, it's actually right here. Yeah, I want to um, see. It's called "We Are the Ocean." It's selected works by this Tongan Fijian scholar, Apelli Halofa. Amazing. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm reading so many island books at the moment and just diving into the culture, you know, and yes. it's informing my dance world, my dance life uh-huh. so much. I bet. Yeah, I think that. That applies to anyone, you know? 
Yeah. Like read, read a book. Oh my gosh, that's the other <laughs> advice I'd give 15 year old my life. Read a book. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading um OJ the uh run of his life, OJ Simpson stuff right now because oh. I, I love that whole story. Um, but yes, that's what I'm reading right now. But that's a total ter- different turn from what I normally I'm normally reading like self-help books and <laughs> <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> other like yeah. inspiring things, but this one is a good like fun read. <laughs> Awesome. I love it. Life's all about balance, you know. It's all Let's about go. balance. We love balance. <laughs> Myla, thank you, and I, thank you again so so much for joining us today for sharing your story. Um, we appreciate you. Um, I can't wait to see you in the show soon. But until then, stay well, stay healthy, and keep dancing. Yes, thank you. I appreciate you guys. We appreciate you.